Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up rems. This week, I'm reading a dream about a divine presence, healing powers, and pink penguins? Oh, they're so cute. We also have cat naps that have to do with nuclear blasts, Panda Express Orange Chicken, and extraterrestrial lovers. And stay tuned because I am talking about the history of the waterbed. Ooh, sexy time in the waterbed. Sexy time all around. All right, bestie. Let's get started. Woo! Hi. Well, you look super cute in your glasses today. I look smart. You, you look extremely smart. SMRT. Yes. <laughs> you smarty pants. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going? Good. Good, good. <laughs> Always an awkward start. Hello. Hi. Yo, what's up? Hi. 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 <laughs> Just kidding. Just joshing you. <laughs> it, no, it's so weird because it's still light out. We normally, again, we normally don't record this early, so it's throwing me a little off. It's like um, yeah. mid-afternoon. It is mid-afternoon. It doesn't really feel the same. It might get a little crazy. (laughs) This might might become crazy. You put us out of our normal element, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you back an animal against the wall. You don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. You back them into a corner. It's Ah. another fun day. Here we go. Let's get started. Here we go. Yeah, dream for us. I do. And I do apologize. I'm assuming her name is Prachi, but I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that ahead of time. But she is from Calgary. Okay. Canada friend. Yeah. I had a very strange dream last night where I was visiting my parents. We were in a huge house. It was time for bed, but my daughter didn't want to sleep. I was taking her to bed and heard something or felt something, so I climbed another flight of stairs to the second floor where no one was sleeping. In the dream, it felt like I didn't even know that that floor had existed before. You know, it's like you live in a place your whole life and there's secret passageways. That's kind of cool. Secret passageways. Oh, yeah. Let me me show my daughter this fun place I never got to play in. (laughs) It's the attic wing. It's the attic wing. Sorry, we were not allowed access to it as children. (laughs) (laughs) All the valuables are in there. No children allowed. No children allowed. I immediately felt a flurry of activity as I switched on the light. And I can't express why or how, but I knew there was something divine. And I found myself kneeling down in my dream as if bowing my head to whatever there was. And then, suddenly, in front of me, I see these African-painted faces that had camouflage, but they all come out and let me see them. I know. There's a lot going on. I might be a little freaked out at this point, but she seems okay with it. And I feel like the whole time she seems very calm. I'm like, there's a lot of stuff happening. But she's very Random people in in your home. Yeah, like just jumping on camouflage. Yeah, just Mm-mm. and I mean, she's That's, from Calgary. I can't imagine there's too many African tribes in Canada, <laughs> <laughs> right? I I would be get out of my house. Like, um, maybe they're good thanks. for they're for good. 
Yeah, I think maybe because she says they were taking care of the animals living on the second floor. All right. So that's good. (laughs) So (laughs) the animals are on the second floor. It's like their living quarters to take care of the animals. Which, by the way, let me tell you, include. Oh, I'd love to know. (laughs) I know. Yes. Please, what kind of zoo do we got? What kind of zoo do we got? Pink penguins. That's what kind. Pink, pink, just pink penguins. Pink, and it says, and other animals. I can't remember. (laughs) If you saw pink penguins, what else is there to mention? I'd be like, I don't know. There could have been a cow in there. I'd be like, there was a cow. What? Brooke's like, I'll take all the pink penguins. Thank you. Take them and good night. Oh my god, (laughs) that would be very cute. I think they are adorable in my head, and you're right. I do want to. But also, also seems a little out of place. (laughs) Just a little. Yeah, especially in an addict. I don't or. A house in general. I don't think penguins thrive in a I domestic. I don't think it's the right habitat. <laughs> it's not like a you're going to take your penguin for a walk in a little doggy stroller. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got his tux on. He's oh fancy, fancy as always. Fancy. Okay, so <laughs> then I ask them to help my dad, but without actually saying anything. Sort of a mind link. So mm-hmm. my parents mm-hmm. come up to this level. And then they healed the left shoulder for my dad by some energetic field oh. that could be seen as golden dust on his shoulder. So strange. okay, they can lay, they can stay at my house. My mind I'm has like, been yeah. changed. Heal stay, me, stay as feed long as my pets. Do you do laundry? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> right, there's only at, one caveat: you need to do the laundry sorry. and put it away. Yeah, uh, sorry, that's the only <laughs> And thing. walk the penguins. Please. Oh, yeah, you got to walk the penguins. Got to get them their little exercise. Get those little feet, huh. those happy feet going. It would take a very long time. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go about 10 feet and back and they sleep the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're wiped Too out. much. But I, I find it interesting because the next thing she says, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier, she made a statement, I wasn't afraid. Uh-huh. And like hmm. we both said, I would especially like all of a sudden I'm seeing this African tribe, pink penguins. I have telepathy now. I My dad <laughs> is being healed with gold dust. Um, so, but, you know sounds what? like an average things. day in Calgary. It sounds like yeah, that's what they do up there. <laughs> Later, dad and myself spoke to an elder who said to drink okay. Chantham tea. And she wrote, not even sure there is a drink with that name. But in my dream, I went looking for it. And then I woke up. Wow, Prachi. <sighs> I wonder a... what the tea is for. Hmm. The tea got the other me. Shoulder? Like, and that's... <laughs> the other shoulder. You know, you got gold dust for your left shoulder and you got need the champagne. And it's always the tea, tea on, the... <laughs> yeah. on the right. You know, that old saying, <laughs> always put the tea on the right shoulder. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> That'll that'll yeah, a little chestnut. angel, a little devil, a little a little gold, a little tea, a little gold, a little yeah. And it seemed like it kind of confused her in the dream too. But thank you for sharing that. I mean, there's kind of yeah, a lot that, going that on. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, a lot of weird out, things in it. Weird things, right? Like it starts out like yeah. kind of normal. She's in a familiar place, comfort, mm-hmm. safety of her parents' house. But then there's a disturbance. 
we don't really realize what the disturbance is, good or bad. We just know her daughter can't sleep and she's hearing things. So she's gone from this place of familiarity now to like uncertainty. So this floor that that we don't know what's going on. The weird floor floor that just appeared. So maybe she have a magic key. (laughs) Get up that that elevator. Key and a magic map. (laughs) (laughs) A marauder's map. (laughs) There you go. I don't know what that is. Is that Harry Potter? Harry Potter reference. (laughs) I figured. (laughs) I can put things in context. I'll just let it go. I'll just let it go. (laughs) Be like, and then. (laughs) But maybe she was once in a comfortable situation and now maybe finds herself lost. You know, maybe job, relationship, maybe even like a crisis of faith. Because the next Mm -hmm. part is that divine presence. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I thought was really beautiful, which she didn't even know what it was, but it just dropped her to her knees. And she just is kind of awash with calm. Yeah. First, I wanted to talk about a little bit about that divine presence. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering with what's going on, if she is maybe made a really big decision or completed something in her life and now feels like this huge weight has been lifted and it's maybe coming about as that but you know divine presence can mean <laughs> just about mm-hmm. anything you can imagine so as always yeah, it's sure. always up to the dreamer but yes, yes it could mean a feeling of being loved and welcomed and Aww. it can also be interpreted um as a warning dream or judgment but in this mm-hmm. case i think the love and acceptance part at least yes. feels the direction that it's going that it went like I don't feel like she was feeling judged or anything I feel like it's a good sign right yeah and and Uh, always the emotions that you mentioned in a dream what you're feeling is so important so for her it wasn't feeling scared it wasn't feeling out of place it was feeling very calm and I think whatever we're feeling in dreams emotionally is what we need to take away from there so for her exactly I see that as a really good sign I think it's a good sign too and it's like you said it's in a familiar place and that's yeah that's always calming it is. Now, when the African tribe comes out, it is alarming, mm-hmm. as we both agree. <laughs> it could go either. You're like, oh, gosh, how's this going to go? Like, oh, no, what is happening? But then oh, it yeah. actually turns into another source of comfort and healing for her. It, there's a lot of the same thing going on. So dreaming of African tribes can be a sign to return to your roots. It oh, can also okay. mean that you'll meet unknown people who might give you new direction in your life which also kind of seems to be following the same line of the rest of her dream but most importantly what I took from them is that she isn't alone they kind of came out of camouflage showed themselves to her so maybe she has found a good support system in her life now and she's just kind of Everything's just starting to fall into place for her. She's still a little confused, but I think things are moving in the right direction. Okay, but I I gotta stop on what what's up with the penguins? Like, okay, wow, pink. I knew you want. I I I knew you would want to talk about pink, which you know is my favorite color. But it's it is a nostalgic color. It kind of takes you back to your childhood because basically what pink does it takes all the passion and energy of red, and then tempers it with the purity of white, mm-hmm. 
leaving us with the color of just tenderness just joy. and affection. Ha- yeah. Yeah. Ha- yeah. So again, Happiness. plays into the whole idea that maybe she felt lost and alone recently, but it seems like love is coming her way in many different ways. Penguins. Wait, we, it's been a while since we've had an animal oh, animal no. fact from Brooke. <laughs> yes. So, so Brooke, is there something you can tell us about penguins? Penguins do mate for life, which I think is okay. very sweet. You, it is. So, it also falls into the line of maybe love is coming her way. Also, there are a couple other things about penguins. Okay, they have, they peng- they're cute. They like to have fun. They're cute, they, they and they like to dance. <laughs> Happy feet. Have you ever seen happy feet? (laughs) Oh my God, you know all about them then. Penguins in your dream can also let you know that it's always most chaotic just before a big breakthrough happens. So I think again, interesting. Now, here's the thing I think is interesting. We have Mm. have this home in Calgary. We have an African tribe and we have Mm. penguins from Mm -hmm. all different parts of the world are all coming together. Yes. In this. So... It's very hodgepodge of locations. Like, why People, those things, things and in items. one space? Yeah, it is. It is. Where so where do penguins like mostly live? They live all over the world, actually. And there's different types. Okay. I mean, you can find South African pigeon pigeons. Not pigeons. So those are South African pigeons, man. They're all over they the love world. Taking those they're messages. All, <laughs> they're all over the world. Let's just leave it at that. We just need a a carrier penguin. We need carrier penguins. God damn it. Penguins can't fly. That's hard to say. It's another fact for you. A flightless bird. Another flightless bird. Okay. If you want another fun penguin fact. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. But alternatively, penguin symbolism is basically... Which I never knew. You can adapt to any situation at any time. And it seems like that's what she's kind of mm. starting to realize. She's getting that confidence. Just keep it flexible mm-hmm. and remain centered within yourself, moving forward. And here's what I thought was crazy because of the divine element from before. The whole mm-hmm. penguin mm-hmm. thing says, therefore, you must believe that you have a good connection between the physical and the spiritual and that you will naturally oh. know what to do next. Which I think is very interesting. interesting. Okay. I mean, it seems like such random symbols, right. but they but when all you kind of, of pull them all together, it does make sense. They're kind of like, they mesh. I don't know, huh. fitting. They're kind of yeah. all on yeah. the same path. I guess there's just two other little things I'd like to talk about. The dad's shoulder and the telekinesis, that mind link, as she said. I mean, thinking like, what does that symbolize? Does she not even need to ask for help anymore? Is everyone like around her? Now, they now know what she needs and how to love and support her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, could what's be. her love language? We want to know. We do. <laughs> Let us know. We need to know a lot of Is stuff. Is it penguins? <laughs> Is it gifts? It's yes. gifts. I know. It's, pe- it's, me, penguins it's penguins and gold dust. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about the gold dust. I missed that. I, mean, <laughs> I missed that chapter, but go ahead. <laughs> you missed that chapter? There's actually five more love Six languages. love languages. <laughs> Golden Gold dust. dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the the second book that we didn't read. Yeah, that's revision two. <laughs> the gold dust the sequel. This part I think also like blew my mind because I looked up what meaning of gold dust could be, and it says uh-huh. 
gold dust is an indication for repression of your personal and physical desires. You need to give appreciation to those who have helped you along the way. Your dream is an indication for the importance of loyalty and duty to your family. I mean, she had her dad's shoulder fixed. That makes sense. I mean, and all these new people in her life. And it's saying you are reflecting on some important life decision that needs to be made. It is interesting. It brings about the family and what gold dust means and basically giving appreciation. And it seems like there's so many people coming up in this dream that... I think she yeah. is. She's really not taking it for granted. If I think of gold, it's also a, it's a value, right? So oh, it's yeah. what she what she's valuing. And so is it is it this new found support system? Is it her family? Is it familiarity? Mm-hmm. Yet throughout history, gold has always been known to tie to money and yes, value. So what is it in this dream she's realizing has she more value, value than perhaps yeah. she realized? Yeah, I agree. The last part, which I think we both had questions about, was this tea. (laughs) The tea. What do (laughs) you do with the the goddamn tea? (laughs) At least Hmm. to me. I mean, I think you're either a tea drinker or you're not. Uh, Tea is comforting and healing. Like, Mm -hmm. even when I have an upset stomach, I will drink like a peppermint tea to settle it. And she's being told to look to her elders for advice and comfort. Tea can also be a symbol addressed in spiritual enlightenment. And it usually has a strong connection to the spiritual world. It also indicates social pleasures are going to come into fruition in the near future. Mm -hmm. It pretty much tracks with the rest of the dream. Right. All positive. Prachi, thank you so much. I just feel like it's so interesting because like we said, it seems just like a random mishmash of different things and right. items. But when you and look at them all separately, places. it does kind of come together. The same meaning. They're just kind of underlying yeah. messages, which just goes to show your brain does work in mysterious ways. Always does. It very does. cool. Thank you yeah. for sharing. Yes, thank you very much. And if you have a dream to share, you can email us at remolations at gmail.com. Send us your dream or dream stories. We want to hear them all. Yes. Hey, catnap, catnap. Ready? When are we going to get our theme song? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had to ask the boss upstairs. Gotta ask the boss. <laughs> our musical director, also known as my husband. Right. <laughs> So I've got a catnap to start with, and this dream comes from Carson, and Carson's from Long Beach. LBC! I (laughs) just... Wow, that was really exciting. (laughs) I was was really excited. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just woke up. For some reason, ever since I was little, I almost never had good dreams when sleeping. It was always either a nightmare or just black nothingness. I'm in 12th grade now, and the amount of nightmares I'm having is increasing, and their intensity is too. Ooh, the stress. I know. I feel so bad. Do you remember being a senior? Who has all bad dreams? It's like, oh, oh, and then everything just gets so hard. There's too much stress. Yeah. And then having nightmares when you sleep at night. No, teenagers don't. They have weird (laughs) sleep schedules. I can attest to that. (laughs) I was going to say, you would know better than anyone. You can (laughs) You can sleep in till two in the afternoon. You can stay up till a, one. It's all over the board. It's kind of a dream, dream world. <laughs> like, because it's, it's like, nice. also, they can wake up and be 
recovered in no time. Like maybe they have a day oh, where right. they only slept two hours and they're like, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm like, good. nope, I'm, I am <laughs> off track for like three days. <laughs> right. Well, Carson says, I do remember a good dream when I was in second grade and it was of me swimming in a jello pool and that was it. Nothing oh. else has been good since then. That seems like a really fun dream, though. So just we just gotta poor, but keep poor the, the Jello pool dream alive. Hasn't had a good dream in I know. from second to twelfth grade. Ten years, yeah. I know. I feel so bad. Oh, well, Carson. this isn't a good one. To t- sorry to tell you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks. This isn't good. No, but I get the the Jello. I mean, I think I, I oh, obviously discussed my hydrotherapy. Jello. It, on the podcast and I feel right. like when I find that moment I call it my jello moment because I feel like I'm the fruit <laughs> in the middle of the jello when I just I'm find that jello. right position in my hydro tank now if you are s- swimming in jello what flavor are you choosing oh man I mean it'd be really hard to swim in jello so I feel like you'd have to eat quite a bit of it what get. if it's jello cubes though I mean you could swim in jello cubes uh, cubes okay like wiggle well, wiggle Wiggle. You remember those those molds that you used to have? Wiggle, wiggle. Like, well, <laughs> wiggly jello. Wiggle, wiggle. Sorry. <laughs> if your jello don't wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, 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 wiggle your way. No, I think, I. this is what I think of. When you go to like a Chinese buffet, you know, in that okay. sweets area, they always have like mm-hmm. either the red or orange cube jello. It's in the and cubes, I'll, yep. I'll, exactly. Don't, to, that's where I'm coming from. I'll take either of those flavors. I don't know. Is it is it cherry, strawberries, the red, red, red and orange? Those are the those are the flavors. How about you? I think I'd go with a lime. Yeah. Wow, that came out of nowhere. Lime, I was not. I'm not a huge Jello that. fan, but lime. But I think it'd be refreshing just, on a hot day. Yeah. Well, throw some vodka in there. Make some J shots. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. <laughs> All right, so before I read this dream from Carson, I do want to give a trigger warning for suicide. So if you don't want to hear this, go ahead and skip ahead about five, ten minutes. All right, so let's get to Carson's dream here. She says, you know, she hasn't had any good dreams. I just woke up and I vividly remember the nightmare. Me and my family were shopping at a mall when suddenly a nuclear warning alarm goes off and we, (laughs) yeah, that's a bummer. Ah, uh, yeah. Was this 1952? <laughs> yeah, like, woo, woo. Get, get to the bunker. Woo. Get to the bunker. Get under your desk. <laughs> that's a pretty good Put alarm. A- good job. Thank you. <laughs> Duck and cover. <sighs> you know, that's going to save you. <laughs> that's going to save you from the radiation. Sure. The alarm goes off, and we scramble to the grocery store and get some stuff. But while we're getting to my car, my family just leaves me. Like, I don't know how much time you have when there's a nuclear attack. I don't think you have time to go to the store, first of all. Your family's a bunch of assholes for leaving you. Um, yeah, and <laughs> right? they're just like, oh, I guess we'll leave Carson behind. Sorry. I got, I didn't get us our piece of milk. water fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Carson didn't get that standing jello. outside with, like, a case of water, like, looking for guys, family members guys. that have just abandoned the whole situation the station wagon just peels out of the parking lot Are you, hey i've got the water she goes on to say there's a cineplex next to the mall and she goes cineplex is a movie theater 
And I go inside thinking that there might be some good protection against the blast light. I then see the only girl I like in my school and I hug her and we try to get into the basement waiting for the blast until it comes. Well, she found a friend. Oh, well, at least she found a friend since her family abandoned her. Jeez. When it does come, the entire building disintegrates. I'm unharmed at first, but I see the person I like in my arms starting to melt right in front of me. Oh, wow. And 30 seconds later, I start seeing my own skin melt off me, and I see a gun lying in a holster on the floor next to a skeleton. So I grab it and shoot myself, and then I woke up. Mm-hmm. Ah, Carson, It took me a good half an hour to just swallow the concept of what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope you Yikes, ate a lot of candy Carson. and popcorn Ooh. before your demise. Hopefully you went away in Go a, all a, out. Go all out. In a blaze out. of movie theater nachos and <laughs> candy. <laughs> just all the cheese you can eat. All the, uh, just the eating sour just patch cheese kids. by the handfuls, not even with chips, just dipping your fingers in. Yeah. That's wow. Okay. Uh, so well, Carson, yeah, I'm I mean, that's just that's a, a dream of helplessness. It really is. It's it total, sad. Total it makes helpless. me makes start me feel to sad. finish. Start to we finish. We went from such a high with the last dream to, to this, and I'm like, oh, my heart hurts. Sorry. Sorry, Carson. Not all's lost, um, Carson. Mm-mm. We'll be your friend. We'll be your friend. We'll be your friend. And oh. and if I can recommend one thing, when you're when you're falling asleep, oh, try to think of things you want to dream. And this this works oh. for me. If I okay. am in a in a funk of dreams in a string of nights, I will manifest before I fall asleep things I want to dream. I'm on a beach. I'm with my family. Well, maybe not Carson's family. But trying to <laughs> swimming yeah, in a don't. pool of jello by the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe just uh, try to manifest things before you fall asleep. Take your time and yeah. focus on the positive there, Carson. We're there for you. Yes. Reach out anytime. Anytime. Well, if we want to lighten the mood a little bit, I have okay. um, a couple just one-liners that I could read back to back just because they're hilarious. Just to lighten the mood a bit. This is Dan, and he's from Dover. I had a dream in which I spent a steamy evening with E.T. And he... (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, I know, pause. I don't know how you don't pause after that sentence, because I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I did. It's only a one-sentence dream. There's more to the sentence. I did pause. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) May finish. Okay, let me just read the whole thing over because it's only one Okay, sentence. okay. <laughs> I have not well, Let like, me just calm myself down here. I know. It's okay, getting start again, hot start and again. heavy in here. I had a dream in which I spent a steamy evening with E.T. And okay. he pleasured me. And then I woke up. Wow, wow, wow. E. Um, Romeo over there. <laughs> just a, Go home. Go all e. the way home. E.T., come home. <laughs> come home. Don't oh, go man, home. Those are magic home. fingers. I mean, the fingers, <laughs> the finger did light up. 
Ouch. And then you can do a pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> Woo. Does Dan just put like a bunch of um, Reese's pieces all over his body? I and mean, let, he must. Let Does CT go to work? A, a track. That sounds kind of sexy. I don't think I would mind that. <laughs> I, there's one candy I love. It's Reese's pieces. And so might have to pick myself up some tonight. Well, so we have to discuss Reese's pieces because it is <laughs> okay. a world divided. I know it's a world mm. divide. I've heard several discussions. You said it the same way okay. I did, Reese's Pieces. Other people yes. say Reese's Pieces. They make it rhyme. Reese's Pieces or Reese's Pieces. Because it's Reese's. They're pieces, right? But some people say Reese's Pieces. It, but now the question is, but they don't. how is it spelled <laughs> in the bag? Is this like one of those Mandela effect things? <laughs> it is R-E-E-S-E-S is Reese's. So or is Reese's. We maybe it's a Midwest right. thing because it would be pronounced. But what does it Reese's. say underneath that? How is it spelled oh. underneath what's the pieces part? How is that spelled? Oh. Because if it's P E I C E Don't ask me a spell. <laughs> if it's spelled the way pieces is spelled, that's then then that answers the question, I think. <laughs> I've heard people say Reese's Pieces. I have heard of both Reese's Pieces. Yeah, that's the other one. It is pieces like you would normally spell. P-I-E-C-E-S. So, so it's, it's spelled not, pieces. It's spelled so correctly. Reese's Pieces. So, Reese's Pieces, but some people say Reese's Pieces. And <laughs> come at me, Bestie. Come at me. Come at, oh, come at Mindy. She is, she is <laughs> passionate about this. She is not <laughs> fucking around with and. I'm Reese's normally pieces. Switzerland when it comes to issues. <laughs> I'm know. in the middle. She, Not this one. This is, I'm drawing that is line. This is the hot button issue that <laughs> hit Mindy like a ton of bricks today. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dan, I am very glad you got pleasured. <laughs> and I am so happy you also shared it with us. <laughs> As odd as it may be, we'll take them off. As odd as it may be, I'll, I'll read just another quick little one, if you don't mind. Please. Just because yes. it's another okay. one. Once. This is Chris from Tacoma. <laughs> With these two, I swear to God. <sighs> Sasquatch, dressed in drag, riding a motorcycle oh. around a small rectangular room full of mob dudes. And then I woke up. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> In drag on a motorcycle. Love it. Love it. What do you think? What do you think Sasquatch would wear? A dress? A a lovely pantsuit? Maybe Uh, a jumper? Oh, no, a pantsuit. It's a sequin pantsuit for sure. Sequin? I mean, how did I not put that together? (laughs) Absolutely. You're right. Red. You're absolutely right. Red. (laughs) Well, that was great, Chris and Dan. Thank you. Both really good ones. I like. I like. Well, we had to. We had to lighten. We had to lighten it up a little bit. All right. Well, moving along, I've got a dream, a short one from Nicole, and she's from Plainfield, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Jersey. Okay. In this dream, I was standing outside with my sister and child. A bunch of jets and helicopters that are very brightly colored start to fall from the sky, nose first. Oh. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> but, That's mm-mm. not good. <laughs> hey, make friends with Carson and go to the bunker, the movie theater bunker. It might save you. It might go save to the you, bunker. And you might get, get some, some popcorn. Sweet <laughs> not nachos. And some Reese's pieces. <laughs> and some Reese's pieces. All right. She goes on to say 
But about 50 feet from the ground, they all stopped and started to lift oh. back up. <gasps> oh, and then I woke God. up. Oh! oh. <laughs> so weird, That's, right? It's so weird. Like you're just watching this. This is not what you expect. You're, you're, well, that's what I was saying. You're expecting to see this horror show. Well, you are, but then right when you think it's going to be <laughs> yeah, the worst. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like our sound effects and our visuals. You can, no one can see it, but we. No, our sleepover squad gets this these videos, by the way. That's so true. if you are part yeah. of our sleepover squad, you can always see our hilarity of our hand motions but if you're not part of the sleeper squad you should join just for this reason you can see um, our beautiful faces yeah. each and every episode mm-hmm. and but know that fun i stuff. think nicole is just sitting there so she made it to the bunker she's just eating yeah. the popcorn and nachos just just watching yeah. the show and watching it's just like happen. goes in reverse bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> all right bloop bloop, bloop. bloop. <laughs> we got lots of sound effects today we, we do, we record. do. It's a sound Maybe effect. we should record in the afternoon. It's just a show <laughs> right? of sound effects. Woo! <laughs> All right. Do you have another catnap for us? I do. This is Walter, and he is from Augusta. Oh, okay. I don't know if we've ever had anyone from Augusta. Fun. I don't know, and I don't know if it's what? there's Is there's a Augusta, what, Maine? And Augusta, Georgia? Georgia? Okay. Mr. Walter from somewhere Augusta. Augusta somewhere. Yep. yep, that works. I dream about an old couple. One has the left eye shut with some sort of skin over it, and the other has Ew. the right one covered. But both of them are Ew. using the other's eye. So for both, they have normal vision. Is that crazy? So I'm like, I don't, I'm like trying to figure it out. Like, so they, they share a huh. pair, like they each have one working eye. But for some reason, they can... I don't can... think that's how it works. I, well, I don't think this you... is a dream, Mindy. I don't think scientifically that's... Good point. <laughs> but so they had, together, normal vision. Okay. The man is holding a bag on his back, and he puts it on the ground and brings out my head. No. This, this I thought, was interesting because it's kind of like a third-person dream. Like, yeah, because, like, how are you watching it, right? You're watching it happen instead of you. But at the same time, he's, ex- he's like, feeling it. Was it in a bowling bag? A bowling ball <laughs> bag? Was it in a bowling ball bag? Are you a Sopranos fan? <laughs> There's lots of different... <laughs> There's been a couple movies, I think, that uh, heads yeah. have ended up in... And bowling bags. Bowling yeah. bags. Yeah, it happens. It's just something that happens. I'm sorry if you have a bowling bag. If it's you're the right. Asking. It's the right size. It makes sense. It's it, perfect. And you know your head fits. You put it in your a suitcase. Fits. It rolls around too much. Too much room. Unless you pack it. You know, lots of laundry. <laughs> you want to pick dirty laundry because <laughs> some jeans. You, you don't want your clean clothes touching the severed head. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. That's that's a laundry Never. disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> Blood is awful to get out. Uh, but he does say that he could feel when they put my neck on the grill, but directly what? on the hot red coals of the grill. Stop messing with him. And then I woke up screaming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> rightfully so, Walter. I, I'm sorry. I don't have a taste for head today, but can I Mm-mm. get a hammer? I would just... Li- can I just get a little neck, please? Can I? I don't want the head. I just, I just want the neck, medium rare. 
<laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. Gross. I mean, he what pulls a dream. his head out of a bag and burns his neck. That's so, wow. But because they're angry because they only have one eye apiece. That's probably yeah, why. I mean, they got to take it out. I guess if misery loves company. If they can't have two eyes, <laughs> Walter has to have his neck burnt on a grill. <laughs> Don't invite me to that picnic, by the way. <laughs> I would not like that invitation. I will not remember that save Declined. <laughs> Declined. I'm going to say no. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I got one from our bestie, Gina from Phoenix. Oh, hi, Gina. I need to preface this with an explanation. My body is very deeply deprived because I am sleep training my three-year-old who has Mm. up to this point been in my bed. Girl. You got it? I feel feel her. (laughs) Stick to your guns. This part sucks. You're going to do it. You're going to do it, Gina. You have to just let them them cry it out and stay in their room. You have to stay there. Sorry. It, it it is a weird thing though, right? For yeah, it, it, it's to hear almost, your child. If you think crying, about any other like, other mammals and and other animals that you know they sleep together in a in a pack yeah. or in something, as us yeah. as humans, we're like, see you later, like, go in your own room. Go in so your I don't know, own I, room. I get it is hard. It's hard. It is hard, but you can't make more little humans if there are little humans in your bed <laughs> with you. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I yes, you need it. that. All right. She says, this morning, my husband entertained her while I slept in. Thank God. Thank you. Yeah. And it was some crazy rebound REM to make up for the deficit of sleep. I wish I could remember all the details of this one because it was wild and seemed to make perfect sense at the time, as they always do. Always. It started off that I was visiting China with a faceless Mm. friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Rando. Rando faceless friend. Rando faceless friend. There was a young Chinese woman as our guide. As a side note, she says, I wonder if she's my spirit guide. I've been really waiting to meet them. Well, maybe she was. Hmm. I told her I was craving some Chinese food, but understand that the Chinese food I'm used to eating in the States was probably not very authentic. <laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> but ooh, give me some mm, that, yeah. mm. Ooh, give me mm-hmm. some straight up MSG. Mmm. Favorite. <laughs> crab meat. As my parent calls them, the the crab meat ragoons, they call them the crab meat magoos. <laughs> Give me some crab magoos? meat magoos. Instead, instead of rangoons, they say magoos? I, I don't know why. <laughs> I love crab meat magoos. Next time, I'm just going to order it with it a sounds straight more face fun. and see if they look at me. I'll just like challenge them. Yes, I'd like a full order of crab meat magoos. <laughs> you should. Yeah. <laughs> just Stare them down. Write it on your pad. You heard what I said. She wants her damn magoos. Okay. I want my magoos. So she understands that like what she's used to might not be authentic. Oh, you'd be surprised, she says. The oh. Chinese food lady. Then she took us on a run of sidewalks in suburban Beijing. But the sidewalks were broken up by something else under our feet. Densely packed orange chicken. And other Panda Express-like dishes. Damn it! Panda Express is good! Don't step on it! Eat it! Get, get, a, get a bowl and Where's start scooping it up. Where's the fork? Where's my chopsticks? Start mm-hmm. scooping Can it up. Can I get up? some soy sauce? Mm-hmm. And my oh goose. Oh my god. Do you, they had the shrimp. Sorry. 
their shrimp and walnut. Like I am now living mm-hmm. in a city that does not have a Panda Express, and I got, which is very sad. But I I did like. And for our bestie shrimp. who might not have it, it's like Americanized fast Chinese food. Yeah, it's fast food Chinese food. Like you can do a yeah. drive through, you can go to a counter, but mm, it's good, delish, lo mein. I always do feel a little guilty after eating it. It's like, ooh, oh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have had that much that quickly. <laughs> well, your stomach right. might regret it, but yes, your my, like, my taste buds. Are your your pleasure yum, yum. center and your brain is like, love you. <laughs> Thank you for the orange chicken. I'd pick that. Uh, Gina says, "I was grossed out that we were stepping on the food someone might later eat, but my guide reassured <laughs> me that this was normal and nothing was wrong." <laughs> okay, how often do they replace that? chicken right (laughs) she then took me to a large house where my friend and i had some sort of mission it was known that there was an evil cult being run by this house our mission was to be undercover members of the cult in an effort to expose and dismantle it the leader of this cult had just been kicked out for some reason and possibly killed her name had been removed from the fabric banner flag that listed all the roles within the cult Okay, first of all, is this a panda? It's a Panda Express cult. Um, I could be in that cult. I could be convinced to be in that cult. (laughs) And what cult has a flag with everyone's name on it? It would seem like the it would not be good for the CIA or the FBI. Right, they came across this flag. The the head. (laughs) Here's everybody else underneath. No, no, you're basically oh, and you're like, by the way, on the back of the flag, just put all your secrets. That's what's on the back side of the flag. Yep. All those people we killed. We steal money. We killed so and so. (laughs) The bodies are here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just put all, just, you know, just put it all out there. Maybe they're just a very honest cult. Maybe. Maybe it is an honest Panda Express Maybe. cult. It's probably very, trans- yeah. very transparent cult. <laughs> very new age. The new leader, who bore a striking resemblance to Rebecca from Ted Lasso, explained that we're no longer putting specific names next to roles because there was just too much turnover. <laughs> In the cult. Oh, I, I just switched this flag out last week, and now I need to make a new God flag. Damn! You know what? You gotta have stronger management. If you're a cult leader, you, you should do. be the cult leader. You shouldn't be usurped or being overthrown. No, it's lead that much, cult. Man. Too much turnover. Lead that cult. I I quickly learned that the new leader had a good heart, but was a victim of the cult's brainwashing, mm-hmm. which. Isn't that the point of a cult? <laughs> like, That's I don't know how you do a leadership goes. role and be mad about the brainwashing. <laughs> You're like, um, that's how you got the cult together. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the heart and soul of the cult. Is the brainwashing? <laughs> At one point, I ended up making out with her, and she goes, "Oh, why am I always making out with other women in my dreams? This has Randall led women. me to seriously question my sexuality." But nope, oh, okay. still straight. Oh, what hey, about an extraterrestrial, though? Are you? Is, is that <laughs> strike your fancy at all? <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be getting somewhere with my mission, and then I woke up. <gasps> yeah, if you seduce oh. the leader, you kind of get all sexy with the leader of the cult. Yeah, you're you're in. You're in. You know what? You man. can flip that shit. You brainwash the leader. Change <laughs> it. Flip that script. You got it. You flip got it. it. <laughs> 
sit down, flip it, and reverse it. Okay. Um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Brooke. I've. I, if you don't mind, I have one more extra to throw in today. Because uh, yes, this is a dream please. I had. Yay! It's been so long. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's been a while. But it's this been is a minute. A, this is an interesting one. Interesting for sure. Short. Oh. It's not too long. It's just kind of short. But I love it. Weird. Okay, let's do it. Of course. Of course. Okay. Um, if you ever had a normal, like, sane dream, I'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> nah. I am checking right? you into That's the hospital if, right if away. If I am kidnapped ever and I text you, I had a dream and it was I was sitting on a beach. I'd be like, I we got to go be like, Mindy, Mindy, something's wrong. Kn- something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong with Mindy. It's not true. She sent me a text okay. and told me everything. <laughs> it would. If you ever sent me a text, it'd be like, code. I would totally I, get like yeah. that's not Mindy. <laughs> yep, I had the most boring dream last night. <laughs> nope. Okay, so this dream I had last week, and I actually had to call and tell my parents it because it just made me laugh. And and oh, um, good, it's a good, part of it, so. funny one. All right. Yep. Okay. Um, there. I will do a little trigger warning here for animal animal. Damn it, Mindy. Um, cruel d- issues, but it's it's short and it's okay. But just in case it bothers you, just go ahead and skip it. Can All I right. skip it? <laughs> nope. So th- that's how much I respect your boundaries. I'm like, nope, you can't. Nope. <laughs> you didn't think about that so, for even a second. <laughs> <laughs> so this dream starts, and I'm in my home I grew up in. Um, Brooke, you're familiar with it. It's this big two-story yellow farmhouse. It's about 100 yeah. years old. And... My parents have not lived there, oh gosh, in at least... Long time. You know, maybe 15 years. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I've been there. It's been a while since I went back. But I'm standing outside the house on the front sidewalk. And okay. it's me and my daughters. And we're all dancing. It just starts off like, there's no music. We're just twirling and dancing. Like, there's just happiness and joy. Sure. It was Love it. a lovely start. And I was like, okay, just enjoying <laughs> oh, this time. No. Dancing with my kids. I don't like how you said it was a lovely start. <laughs> that upsets me a little bit. <laughs> right. I look across the street and a neighbor that was a neighbor when I grew up at this house was outside her home with her daughter. And her daughter's older. Her daughter's probably 30. The woman who lives there is probably 60. Her name was Charlotte. Now, she no longer, she's passed since then. So th- but this, this is woman a real is person. no longer alive. This is a real person. She's a real yeah. person in my dream. No rando. Um, but she has since passed. So Charlotte's outside her house with her daughter and I look over and we kind of start talking. And so I walk over across the street, let my kids stay there on the sidewalk. I walk over to them and they start talking about this fire they had in their basement. And I was like, well, Mm. that's awful. And then it kind of clicked. I was like, wait a minute, weren't you dog sitting our dog? And wasn't he in the basement? And they just start like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, they found some charred remains of a, of a dog. And I go, what? I hate this dream. I hate it. <laughs> so my poor beloved Kingston in my dream has now no! been murdered. No, it wasn't. It by wasn't even a random. It wasn't even a random pet. It was your no, Kingston. It was, it was our Kingston. It was our dog. But I'm across the street because I don't want the kids to hear anything what's going on with this conversation. Because I don't I want the kids to know. took a nap with Kingston. You did just take a nap with Kingston when you came to my house. <laughs> He's a cuddle bug. <laughs> He is. I hate this dream. So, I 
But I knew something was fishy about their story. Okay. So I look at them. I'm like, Kingston's a smart dog. He would have gotten mm-hmm. out if there was a fire. Like, something yeah. here is not adding run. to me. Like, yeah. he would have run. He's a smart dog. Would have got out. I'm like, they're lying. They're lying. They didn't kill my dog. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill them. So I go up. To- Sorry, that's how mad I am. Brooke's like, stop. Kingston's Sorry. my buddy. Sorry, let me calm down a minute. <laughs> I'm getting too worked up. So in, in my dream, I believe that he wasn't there. I think it was all a lie. So oh, okay. don't worry. I'm sure Kingston was fine. Thank you. <laughs> so I go into our garage, and growing up, our garage was a detached garage. It was heated, yeah, though. Separate. So it's like a 20 by 20, like two and a half place. car garage. It was a big place. And so I walk in there, and this is where my dad spent a lot of time when I was growing up. And he was in the garage. The garage door is open. I see my sister, Shannon, and her husband get out of a car in the alley. So the, the garage backs up to an alley. They pull up to the garage door. They get out, and they run in and give my dad a big hug. And they're all dressed up in, like, nice clothes. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on here or why they're here. My mom's also there. And so I start asking them about the neighbors. Did you see a fire over at Charlotte's house? Did you see a yeah. fire over there? And they're like, no, we didn't. We would have seen the fire trucks. We would have seen a fire. Like, it's a small neighbor. A it's a small there. street. Yeah, you would notice. Yes, you would have noticed. You're like right across the street. So right. that made me feel better about Kingston. But then I look and see my dad has a bunch of German Shepherd puppies. And I don't know if he was, like, breeding them, but there was, like, five or six German Shepherd puppies. And I'm just, like, down there and petting them. They're just, like, loving on me. It was, like, the best. It was lovely. It's like, who doesn't want a puppy party? (laughs) I mean, can I hold 17 puppies in my arms? All at once. Yes, please. All at once. Please. (laughs) So this is the lovely part of the dream. Like, so it's kind of, like, normal, but then it goes not normal. Then it kind of goes normal again. But then the next thing I know, I'm outside the garage and I'm standing in our yard. And it's a, it's a decent sized yard. And I see my mom in a car. But now let me explain this car. It's not a normal car. There's, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a convertible. So okay. it has no roof. It's like a, a light blue color. She's standing at the driver's side. So it's a car where the driver stands up. So it looks like a normal car. But the driver but it's stands. like a Segway? Like the driver's like on a Segway? <laughs> so, so in front of where she's standing, there's this big crest on the front of the car, and it says GC. And it stands for Chevy Grove, which I guess was the car. It was called a Chevy Grove. Have very you, specific, that- very random. Is I don't that think it's, a, even it's not a real car. Oh, no. I was going to say, is that something you remember? It's a Chevy Grove? No, no, no. This does not exist. But it was like an emblem. It was like a, a shield. It was red wow. and blue, and it had a big CG. And so my mom's just standing up. No one else in the car. She's driving around our yard in her Chevy Grove. <laughs> but it's not just a She's car. She's driving around our yard in her Chevy Grove. That's a great sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not the Chevy Grove. You got to get yourself one. <laughs> you get yourself one. So there's not only uh, it's not only a car, but it also cuts grass. So I see oh that where she's went in the yard has like a, a a path of grass cut the size of a car. And I was like, well, this is a I really cool car. It cuts now. grass. I hate it. Stand up now. I love this stream. <laughs> So I was like, well, that's interesting. So she goes up to the alley and she stops. I'm like, mom, do you want me to finish cutting the grass for you? Because this is something we had to do as chores. She's like, no, you just want to drive my stand-up car. (laughs) (laughs) 
But mom, I promise I'll be good with Please. it. Please, I'll put my disc man on. <laughs> that is exactly how I cut the grass as a teenager. That's how I cut my the disc grass, man. too. My I had to cut man. the grass. Do kids That's still back know in the cut day. grass? No. I don't know if they cut grass. I don't think they listen to a whole album either. Like, they'll buy, no. like... Your yard was buy... big. My yard was a decent size. <laughs> you have to listen to the whole album. They don't do right. that anymore. It's not a thing. No. So my mom is like, no, I'm good. It's fine. Your dad needs She's you. So I go back time. in to talk to my dad. Yeah. And my dad tells me I have to install the smoke detectors. Oh, I was like, boy. okay. So he hands me a bunch of smoke detectors. And it's like, I know somehow I'm supposed to install them in the sky. Like, <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm just supposed to like pop them up and they're magically supposed to stay in the backyard in case there's a fire in the backyard, I guess. I'm or the world's How on fire. I'm not sure. How many did you have? How many does your backyard require? I had a handful. Jeez, <laughs> and, that's a lot. But I did realize I'm like, well, I'm going to start with the swing set because that seems like the best place to actually get one to stick. So I <laughs> screw the smoke detector into the top of the swing set. I can't. I can't with this. So my niece. Alexis. Wait, she's an uh, adult. While she's swinging on it. She's an adult. She's 28, I think now. Um, she's just swinging on the swing. She, she's expecting her first baby, too. Um, she's swinging on the swing, and I'm installing the smoke. Dis- I don't know how I'm not going to hit, but she, I'm, installing, yeah, this, this I'm installing the smoke detector above where she's swinging. And then I had to complete my mission by hanging the rest of them mission? in the sky. But then I woke up, and I don't remember how I did that. <laughs> Oh, well, I know you would have been successful because you're a tenacious well, type you know, of gal. So my, so my dad just trusted me with this. Maybe it was become to be safe with the you know fire issues with the neighbors since they started fires. And I guess. also I don't to know. teach you how to install a fire detect or a smoke alarm. My dad would be that type of person. And yes. I want to know where to get the Chevy Grove. Um, well, let's design Lawnmower stand-up car. Let's I want to, let's design Chevy. it and... Post a picture because I want to know what you're, what you see it as, and what I interpret it as. <laughs> I will draw a picture and I will post it on our sleepover squad. Okay, so please. If you want to see it? Join the sleepover squad. Chevy Grove, my next car. <laughs> so I, the next morning, I woke up and I actually Googled to see if the Chevy Grove ever existed or what it is doesn't exist. I, I, it just, sounds just like it dream sounds, sounds like it could be a real car <laughs> or it does. It does. lawnmower lawnmower i'm not sure a stand-up car how, sounds fun i don't know how it's i advertise or how it's like it a stand-up roller sold. coaster those are also good. amazing also different <laughs> oh whole new experience <laughs> well mindy thank you so much thank you thank you thank you so much for sharing and we've already talked about it a little bit. We've talked about how much access you get with our sleepover squad. You get our beautiful videos, extras, and fun stuff. And it's just a really great way to support the show. And all you have to do is go to remolations.com support. There's many different levels you can support us. And we appreciate and love you. Aww. Thanks, bestie. All right, Brooke, last week or I guess it would have been two weeks ago, I was talking about the evolution of beds. But I couldn't fit it all into one episode. So today, I am talking about a very specific type of bed that you and I both had 
in the 80s, we're talking about the waterbed. Oh, I... Yes, I am so ready for this conversation. (laughs) Do you think, let's just say, the bat, before you even get started, do you think you would still like a waterbed? Do you think as an adult person, it is supportive enough or come i i haven't been on a waterbed since i was a kid <laughs> since so 1989 wonder, right no maybe that could be very accurate <laughs> but i wonder what it's like to be like how do i mean i don't know what do you think i i, I liked the warmth of it i thought it was a comfortable bed but after a while it, it was i couldn't imagine sleeping it with a partner where if someone well, else moved saying, that you like, would Sex? Really like, how do you have sex? Place. I mean, people talk about sex on a waterbed, but don't you like worry. A- I'm getting into that today. Okay, okay, let's get started. <laughs> you usually say. <laughs> all right. So wait. So if our bestie doesn't know, maybe you yes. were born um, after the heyday of waterbeds. Which yes. is okay. A waterbed is a bed that's uh, the mattress is filled with water. It literally is what it sounds like. It's like a plastic bag full of water. Yep. Inside a bed frame. (laughs) Yep. They were popular because, if you think about it, it just displaces the weight of your body over water. Because water will always level out. And so it's not like if you have like a bad hip and you turn one way. It will form to you. It'll fit to you. Exactly. And we talked about this in the the last episode. I was talking about beds. But the first, first water bed was believed to be made 3,000 years ago in Persia. It was a goat skin that was filled with water. It was Persians used for the man. elderly. They knew what to do. And probably some royalty. But, you know, yeah. they had it They had it going on. They're like, goat skin. I've got an <laughs> idea. And they're like, and water? Yeah. We know that the healing properties of that shit. <laughs> so the next time waterbeds came up was in 1833. There was actually a oh, Scottish... Oh, that's a long time! So there's a Scottish physician, Neil Arnott, who invented what they called a hydrostatic bed to prevent bed sores. Oh. So it was a, a bath of water covered with rubber and it had a canvas on top and some light bedding. But the reason it was kind of invented in the 1800s was to help people who had bed sores, the elderly who, again, right. you, you have to be careful of medical reasons Movie. why you can't stay yeah. and rub certain parts of your body on it's just more caressing of your of your body yeah it's more gentle it's more gentle it's like a gentle bed mattress now he did not patent it back in 1833 god damn it he would have been a millionaire i tell you he would have been a millionaire <laughs> it, a millionaire it is part of modern literature so in 1855 oh. a novel called North and South, where a character, an ailing Miss Hale, was mentioned to use a waterbed. So that was kind of the first time it was used in literature in 1855. It was also mentioned by Mark Twain in 1871 while he was describing a home for invalids. Yeah, okay. So obviously in the times... Sticking around. Around the Civil War, waterbeds mm-hmm. were obviously being used for medicinal purposes. Well, not medicinal, but, you know, for medical reasons. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So in 1883, a man by the name of Dr. William Hooper of England, he patented the first version of the waterbed. 
He actually sold it in Harrods department stores. Oh. Um, via, and as well as a direct mailer in 1895. That's still a big deal today, Harrods. Mm-hmm. However, all the above mentioned never really gained wide acceptance. Most notably because the inefficient method of holding water. First of all, you gotta <laughs> if you have a water bed, you gotta keep the water in it. That's number first one. First and foremost. And also regulating the temperature of the water. Because if you're laying on, wa- if your body's 98.6 degrees and the water's at room temperature at, say, 65, that's going to feel a little chilly on your bum bum. On your bum bum. <laughs> My bum is on the waterbed. My bum is on the waterbed. <laughs> My bum is on the waterbed. Look at me. My bum is on the waterbed. No. Hashtag. What does Tom Green dream? Yes. Now, if you don't know oh the my Bum God. Bum song, we're going to have to post we a have link to post in the, the show Bum notes. Bum song. Out of control. So if you don't but know who we'll Tom Green is, Bum he was a comedian song. in the early, mid-90s that had a TV show. It was Canadian? Yes, and it was just bizarre. He's just a bizarre fella, but it was our sense funny, of humor. Funny songs. It was our generation's humor, funny songs, he'd talk to guests, he would do pranks, he would do silly, just silly stuff, but. Okay, well, going back to our bum on the, our cold bum bum on the water mattress. (laughs) I was also going to say, they weigh like a metric ton as well, water beds. So it's not like you could have it on a weak addict floor, you know, living up there, it's like, you needed some support for one of these fuckers. Mm -hmm. Think of like a human-sized fish tank, as Mindy would well aware. They're (laughs) heavy. These things are heavy. and I'm gonna get into how much they weigh. It's so funny, it's like, you you know like what I'm already looking up. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) So there's a science fiction writer um, named Robert Heinin. He described waterbeds in his novels that kind of were written between the, the era of 1942 and 1961. He, in his literature, and his novels, he would talk about this new age space bed that had water, that had a heater, Ooh, kind of went into detail about what it was. he talked about it. Hmm, he okay. obviously had an idea, but he, he never actually made the bed. He just wrote about God it in his damn stories. It. Now comes along Mr. Charles Pryor Hall. He oh, read Mr. some of these Pryor novels Hall. written by Mr. Robert, and thought this idea was wonderful, although it didn't quite sink in yet to start something. It wasn't until 1968 when he was a design student at San Francisco State University okay. where he was assigned a project. Oh. Make an innovation. You had to come up with something. It was a project. You had to make I'm a new so invention. <laughs> so Charles first decided to make an innovative chair. His first prototype was a vinyl bag that was filled with three thousand sorry with three hundred pounds of liquid cornstarch because he thought it would be like it's comfortable. A, it'd be like a beanbag chair almost, like a water beanbag chair. A, a water Maybe? chair, a water. No, it doesn't sound like it was a great idea. No, and but you wasn't. know, be, are beanbag chairs? I mean, they are. I think a water <laughs> chair could exist today. Just saying. Reach out to me if you'd like to develop this idea together (laughs) but mr hall said it was it was too uncomfortable the next prototype he did he filled it with jello (gasps) jello bring it all back around (laughs) i bet it was lime Uh, but unfortunately (laughs) the consistency and temperature 
began to decompose the bag and you know it's jello how could it's you it's keep jello so going great. for like a long time no i mean it is it's jello not, but like it's not sustainable charles just Thanks you, for trying. lay off lay off the alcohol for a weekend at college and let's really concentrate and i think that's what he did so all of a sudden <laughs> he finally decided to make it a bed and use a vinyl nice. bag now, okay, good. not only did he get his project done, but it became a hit with all the college kids. They actually started calling it the Pleasure Pit. Oh, oh okay. Maybe Waterbed is good for sex. So when oh, they were, I, you know, hanging out at the, you know, I'm guess I, I'm just speculating here. Saying they're, the you know, having pit? a party <laughs> at the Pleasure Pit. He's, Charles like, hey. Come to the Pleasure hey, Pit. Hey, Susan. Would you like to see my bed of pleasure pit? Pleasure, pleasure pit bed? I made it for a project. Oh, actually, he probably was like, do you want to see my project? And then she gets Yeah, that like, would be, otherwise it'd be like it's super a bed. creepy. <laughs> would you go into a room with someone that said, hey, you want to come see my pleasure pit? Or no. would you go into a room with someone that says, hey, do you want to see my really cool science project? I'm going with guy number two, but either way. <laughs> but it's, it's the same guy. It's just the delivery. It is the same guy. That's what you have to learn, serial Charles, killers. I guess. It's all about the <laughs> delivery. <laughs> so he made this bet. It became very popular, and he decided to patent it. So Good in 1971, you. this prototype was patented with patent number 3,585,000. <laughs> 356 is the patent number it's in like case you want to look it up. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> but it was at the time called a liquid support for human bodies. That's not so, the best although the marketing. pleasure pit was kind of like the the fun name around campus. Hey babe, do you want to come over to my liquid support for human bodies? It doesn't have the same it doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't roll the off same the, way. Does not the same way. Not the same no. way. I like pleasure pit. So <laughs> Actually, he had to apply for this patent twice because the first time it was a little too vague. Um, he added another patent for a, cor- a coil warmer. So this guy had it down. I mean, he, he's he, a smart he, guy. He's he like, knew this, what he was doing. I've got something special here. But, you know, like anything else, it's built on the shoulders of other people who came before him who may sure. not have patented. And he's like, hey, half the work's done. I'm going to I'm going to build myself a water. Pick up where they left off and take credit. Mr. Hall then founded a company called Interspace Environments. It was a manufacturing and sales company, but it also had retail stores. They had about 30 where they sold waterbeds. Okay, it's it's becoming more and more popular. We're getting there. Mr. Hall's patent came into trial in 1991. So just fast forwarding a little bit here for a second. In the Intex versus Hall trial, his patent was held up in court. Because they pretty much ripped off the idea of a waterbed. And Mr. Hall received (laughs) $4.8 million for infringement on his patent. Well, you know, he did patent it, but it was, like you said, off the shoulders of others. He did. He did do the work, though. Someone's got to patent it. He got it right, is the thing. He got it right. Others tried and failed, but he's the one that got it right. About the time that you and I had our first waterbeds and... I'd say about 1987. Mm-hmm. Waterbeds peaked at 22% of the domestic mattress industry. So Holy one in five shit. beds in America was a waterbed. Was a waterbed. 
That's amazing. It was marketed for undisturbed sleep, which if anyone slept in a modern bed, you know it's not undisturbed sleep, which is a lie. It was also perfect timing because it was kind of the height of sexual advertisement. So let's think back to the mid-80s here where bikinis... Cigarettes. Everyone was Michelob- on coke, so yeah, they were horny. Oh, and- you want to be sexy, sexy, sexy. advertising. <laughs> so it kind of came into a time where it was made really popular because they took the stance of it. It's a sex, sexy bed. You're going to have bed. a great time in the sexy bed. You're going to be rocking and a rolling on that thing. And it's a product that kind of, <laughs> it's a product that kind of embodied the sexual liberation of that time. Yes. And now it's making me think that maybe I want to uh, try a waterbed again just to see what it's like. It was considered a sexy bed. And so actually in some of the advertising some of these companies used, here, I'll give you, I'll give you an example ad. She'll okay. admire your car. She'll respect you for your position, but she'll love you for your waterbed. Hmm. I bet E.T. has a waterbed. And how sexist is that ad, by the way? Oh, yes. Let's let's gloss over that whole idea that yes. Let's gloss. We can't we don't have time for that on this podcast. That's for a different podcast. We'll recognize it, but, but we agreed, don't have time yes. to dive into it. Agreed, agreed. But so from hippies to bachelors, the target audience for this bed, especially bachelors. Of course. It promised to give the motion of the ocean, Brooke, in another ad. Motion of the ocean. See, that's why I want to give it a try again. (laughs) And our friend Mr. Hall decided to even make a bed and market it as Pleasure Island. Oh! This bed. Mr. Hall, I do declare. In (laughs) 1987... In 1987, you want to take a be- guess. 1987 money. How much did this oh, bed cost? A lot. Pleasure Island. Just wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me start. Let me, let me give you a couple ideas of what what came with it. It had a uh, complete with contour pillows, nice color television, directional what? lighting, and a bar. Mm-hmm. In a I'm bed, going to Pleasure Island. Yes, I'd pay lots of money for Pleasure Island. But what year was this? Nineteen, I'd say nineteen eighty-seven. I would pay twenty grand for Pleasure Island, but I feel like in eighty-seven <laughs> it was probably yeah. Take that inflation to account. Three thousand dollars. You, bang bang, you are very close, ma'am. You, it is two thousand eight hundred dollars for the Pleasure Island. Do I win a free waterbed? You win a free Pleasure Island. Brooke, Do you want to come have a sleepover? <laughs> I would love so nothing more to do that with you because it would honestly be like the best sleepover girls' night bed that ever. Just... Bar, TV, snuggle time with my bestie. Um, I'm going to send you a picture real quick. Yeah, let's see if this island actually still exists anywhere and we need to... Um, procure one <laughs> now i'm going to send you a picture right now i want you to explain to our bestie okay. what this magnificent bed looks like and and while you do that i'm going to let everyone know you know 2800 dollars in 1987 what that converts to today is about fifteen thousand dollars five well fifteen thousand five hundred and seventy dollars of today's money so can you imagine 
spending spending that on a fifteen bed, grand on a bed. I, I can imagine it's bar some TV. like Wall Street, um, Tribeca, Coke, Jags probably <laughs> spent a bunch of money. Oh yeah, on water Absolutely. beds back in the day, babe. You want to see my Pleasure Island? So babe, did you get my text? Pleasure Island. There it is. Oh my god. I need you want to explain to our besties what this thing looks like <sighs> and we'll post a picture on our Facebook group check it out if you haven't yet if there's a link in the show notes or go to Facebook and search for Revelations besties okay. we'll post a picture I'm gonna do my best here because okay. okay wow it, it's a lot it it's a lot is to take huge. In. it's huge okay it's a whole <laughs> you you need a big room <laughs> you need a big room it's all <laughs> It looks like the bed itself is maybe a king, maybe a queen, probably a king, king size. Okay, mm-hmm. 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 that's the waterbed part, and it sits in its frame. But around the waterbed is a whole nother frame, so this is even bigger than a king size bed. That I'm not sure what exactly is on these sides. It looks it like kinda- a lot of mag magazine it looks like kind of like sherpa covered yeah it is a very fleece it's like a fleece covered top to bottom frame around a frame if that makes sense yeah and it looks like there is some kind of old school speaker sound system built into the foot of the bed (laughs) as well as a tiny 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 tv with antennas towards the back of the bed <laughs> yeah we're talking like a 12 inch tv i mean that was high tech Watch if out. if it is it does look color but then there are some wackadoo lighting fixtures which i'm not upset about but it is a yep. huge bed because it's basically a water bed with an additional probably two feet on each side of that covered yeah. in fleece I'm I'm sold. I'm I've got a fifteen grand to waste, so I'm gonna see if I can get myself um a a pleasure, a pleasure pit island. on pleasure pit a pleasure island on Etsy. I'm gonna see what I can do here. Let's see what I can do. You'll get one. I know you'll get one. I I feel I feel like it's gonna happen. As wonderful as wonderful and as as extravagant as that bed looks, there was some disadvantages to having a water bed, and I'll touch on those real quick. Okay. Uh, first of all, it's can be over 2,000 pounds when it gets filled with water. So, like I said. not only is it super heavy, but it takes a lot of water to fill up, and yet water bill, mm-mm-mm, it's going to be mm. expensive. So take that 15 yes. grand and add like another, take that, take that 2,800 and add another <laughs> grand just for the water it takes to put in that damn thing. And then it takes like four days to heat up to an appropriate temperature to be able to sleep on. Yes, and that also takes energy. They on average would say it would cost between 36 and 180 dollars a year just for the heat of that water bed to keep it at a temperature i mean you think about it it's running all day long to keep your bed at a certain temperature so see mindy i feel like this is like a dream for you because your problem with baths is they lose their heat i feel like if you had a water bed (laughs) well i'd probably be fine i would i I would like it for that reason i feel like i would be fine too we need to test find a water bed and really explore this again. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, you know, if, if it's that big and, and it has that much water, there's it's prone to leaks. If you've yeah. ever seen Edward Scissorhands, there's a great 
a great yeah. scene in it with the waterbed. <laughs> pokes the holes in it. <laughs> where he accidentally pokes a hole in the waterbed because he was curious. So and cute. nervous. There's my boy. And nervous. There's your boy, JD. JD. It's also very hard to move. And if you want to move it, you have to drain all the water out. So it's not like you can rearrange your room really easily. Nope. It's a commitment. It is a commitment. You had to put chemicals yes. in it like you do a pool. Like, there's lots it's of too upkeep. Much too much work. Too much work. But because it was so heavy, there was actually some landlords that wouldn't allow tenants to have it on higher floors because they weren't... Makes sense. ...reinforced enough to hold a waterbed. There's been stories of waterbeds breaking through floors. They could I leak and ruin your carpet in your room. As well as it was very dangerous for children. If you had a small child that would lay in bed with you, suffocation was actually tied to quite a bit of infant deaths with waterbeds. And so it was very dangerous as well. Yeah. It's not a safe place for someone that cannot physically get themselves out of a situation. Oh, yeah. That'd be bad too, right? This is not safe for babies or drunk people, which is the whole world. It's one or the other. <laughs> the only the only bed this is safe for is so babies. Or <laughs> but you know, the question is, is do they still exist? Are they still popular? Yes. Well, at the height in 1987, 22% of Americans had a waterbed. Right now it's down to about 3%, but people still do have them. I'm surprised it's as high as 3%, but okay, let's hear it. Yeah. And actually, Mr. Hall, the guy who did the original patent, still owns a waterbed company. And if you want to check it out, it's called afloatsleep.com. They sell waterbeds still to this day. They're luxury waterbeds, they call them. And it's not the same. It's not the pleasure pleasure pit. It's not pleasure island. (laughs) It's, It's different. So it actually looks more like a mattress these days where it has a water layer. So it's more form. Like there's no sides on it like there was back in the 80s. Yeah, got it. That makes sense. I mean, just yeah, it, adapt and move forward. And these days they say they have a wave suppression system. So when one person moves, the other person doesn't get woken up. And in case you're wondering, Brooke, in case you want one, I do. they started about $1,300 and can I go don't. up to $2,700. <laughs> I don't have so. that kind of money, Mindy. <laughs> but if you would love to donate one, I would be so so happy to give it a test run and you know that i am all about hydrotherapy so i would probably have great things to say about this bed and this new technology that you've advanced mr hall bestie if you are you trying to get a sponsorship from afloat from oh we should that's what we should do we should reach out to mr hall at afloatsleep.com and see if they would like to sponsor the show i think that would uh, be awesome and thank you But besties, if you have any good waterbed stories, we want to hear yeah. about them. And one of the ways you can share them is by joining our Facebook group. The link is in the show notes, or you can look for Remolations Besties. What's your best waterbed story? Did you have Did you have one? Did your parents have one? Did you ever sleep in one? What are your thoughts? We want to know. Yes. Join us in our group and tell us about it. That waterbed sounds amazing and warm and cozy and terrifying mm-hmm. and pleasurable mm-hmm. all at the same time. <laughs> Lots of things. Lots of feeling. All the feels. <laughs> All the feels. Bestie, we need you to do us one favor, and that's to tell your best friend about the show. Just tell one person. Again, that's how we grow. You can tell your favorite friend that had a waterbed that you slept in. <laughs> you can tell 
your best friend that loves orange chicken from Panda Express. Oh, yeah. We all have one of those friends. Mm, or Chinese mm-hmm. food. Who are you getting Chinese food with? Tell that friend. Mm-hmm. And tell your favorite extraterrestrial <laughs> sexual partner about the show. Ooh, la la. That's how we grow. That's how we're coming back next week by you guys just telling one friend. So we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for sharing our show. Yes, and thank you also once again for Prachi and all our catnap submissions. We had a wild ride today. We always have fun on the show. So thank you. Thank you for submitting. Keep them coming. All right. Hey, it's time to crank up the heat in the waterbed. Tuck in. Turn on that sexy Mm. 70s, Mm. 80s music. You know, get it going. It's Marvin Gaye. Get it on. Until next week, bestie. Sweet dreams, bitches. Sexy time. Now I really want to try waterbed again.